0: and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us, no matter where you might be in the world. We hope and pray that Christ would be glorified, that you will be edified in listening. Please make sure you hit that like button and follow us. That way you get alerts when we release our weekly podcast. If you're new to the podcast, I'd encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com all one word, all lowercase. There you can find out more information about us. We have a Statement of Faith there, as well as a prayer request page. You can listen to past podcasts there as well. And there is a contact page if you have a Bible question. We do get those in from time to time from listeners around the world. And we do our best to answer those here on the podcast. Also, if you would like to be able to support us in some way, we always appreciate your prayers. As we pray each and every day for our listeners, as well as for those who are persecuted around the world for believing in Christ and seeking Him out. Also, if you'd like to be able to financially support us, uh, there is a way of doing that as well through our PayPal account. And you can find that information on the page as well, as well as our social media accounts. And many people are starting to follow us on the different accounts that we have We have Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, uh, MeWe, there's several others out there that uh, we do post things from time to time, uh, news events from around the world that uh, we think it might be interesting to Christians around the world, Uh, as well as our weekly podcast we announce as well that it's been released. But if you hit that like button, that follow button, uh, you will get that alert as well. Today we're going to talk about what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? Some time ago I was listening to the radio and I was thumbing through the stations. I was in an area where I, I normally wouldn't be and so the the programs in the vehicle uh, but set buttons were not set for obviously the local stations and so I was scanning and a song came up and it was, it's by Janet Jackson. It's an older song. And the title of the song was, What Have You Done For Me Lately? And, of course, the song is very much about uh, me, you know, myself and I. But here, here are a few of the lyrics. I, I went online and, and found them. And it goes like this. It says, He used to do nice stuff for you, but what has he done for you lately? He used to brag about me all the time. That my friends sat neglect is on your mind they say neglect is on your mind excuse me taking time for others kind of seems to slip away uh, from us even sometimes with our, our spouses our children uh, we we seem to sometimes we just really get busy with work uh, we're tired we don't feel good whatever and this also uh, I think, happens with us with God, in our relationship with God. Have you ever noticed a, a new Christian is really on fire for the gospel? I, I, I'm serious. I mean, they're running around and they're bragging all the time about God, what Christ has done. Uh, they're talking about their Bible studies they're having, uh, about their worship service, how good the sermon was, and so on. But then sometimes it seems like as time goes on, Things seem to change. There's an old gospel song. It's called, I Gave My Life for Thee. And in the song, here are some of the lyrics from the song. And these are formed in a question proposed by Jesus in the song. And it goes something like this. I gave my life for thee. My precious blood I shed. I gave, I gave my life for thee, what hast thou given for me? My Father's house of light, my glory circled throne, I left for earthly night. I left, I left it all for thee, Has thou left all for me? Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 25 for the majority of the podcast, and so if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to open it up and follow along. As well on our webpage, if you don't have a Bible, you can click on the daily Bible verse there and that will take you to a webpage where you can find all kinds of Bibles in different languages and versions, and they do not support us, we don't support them, it's just free, and it's out there for for everyone. Jesus really has every right to ask you and me this question. What have you done for me lately? We might be thinking here, well, you know, I go to church on Sunday morning and I give one hour to God a week and and that's good enough. Well, if that's really the way we're thinking, uh, honestly, we really might be playing with fire. Being a servant and leaving all things behind is a very much a biblical view. We need to give up the worldly things that we really like to do and play, especially when they're sinful. We we really need to figure out how to get rid of those and and remove them out of our life. And I'm not saying that's an easy thing, because it's not. But we need to ask Christ to help us. And we need to be more involved in Bible studies and personal study and prayer time with our family and Husbands need to be leading their wives in prayer at home and and reading the Bible daily with their children. Jesus, he did give us a lot. He really did. I mean, if you really don't think that your salvation is a lot, then you and I really need to be rethinking several things in our life. Because if we do not have salvation in Christ, the alternative is, is eternal damnation and that should be enough to wake us up again jesus did give us a lot and he didn't have to he wanted to and as a servant to christ we we are called upon to do just this serve we are to give freely out of our hearts to those who do not have you know one of the biggest things i've noticed in this culture i've been many different countries, but the biggest one in uh, North America is time. That is our most precious asset. We have very little of it. Every day of our moment, every moment of the day, maybe I should say, is packed full of something, and it's not necessarily always for God. You know, we are to give freely out of our hearts, our time and, and, and money, of course. And, and here... Jesus is talking in Matthew chapter 25 and we're going to start in verse 35 for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink I was a stranger and you invited me in naked and you clothed me I was sick and you visited me I was in prison and you came to me Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And notice here in verse 40, the king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even to the least of them, you did it to me. Today it appears we really don't have time for those who are in need. We look at our time, again, is our most precious commodity. It is my time and I will do with it as I see fit. It is my weekend off. And I'm going to do is sleep. Or I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to take the boat out this evening. Or I'm going to take my motorcycle and I'm going to go for a ride. After all, I am tired and this is my way of relaxing. There will be plenty of time tomorrow to do those requirements. Then tomorrow comes and what do we do? Again, we put those things off that we should have been doing all along. It's just human nature perhaps, but it's easy to fall into those ruts. If we all we do is work and play, where do we fit God into our precious time frame? Is Jesus talking about physical things here? Uh, yes, Of course, He is, and I'm sure there are some spiritual things here that we'll get into. How many of us, you know, mowing seasons upon us here, are out mowing the grass in the hot sun? And how many of us really appreciate our wives bringing us something cold to drink? Or or cooks a a full meal at home and, and has it ready for you on the table and it's your favorite meal many of us appreciate that. My guess everyone who's listening and on the receiving end of such a nice uh, gesture, uh, would be thankful. I know that I am. But what about our spiritual applications here? When was the last time you fed someone who was hungry for the word of God? When was the last time you saw someone thirsty for the word of God and offered them a drink? When was those people around you that you saw that they were spiritually naked? You know, we need to be clothing lost souls with the blood of Christ. Or those who are in a spiritual prison of sin and under a death sentence. Those of us who claim to be a disciple of Christ, we need to be doing these things what, really, without even giving it a second thought, perhaps it, it needs just to be just part of our nature. I mean notice again here in verse 39, When did you see when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? Apparently, these people whom Christ is referring uh, to has done these things as though again it was second nature to them. It was just part of their lifestyle. This is the kind of servant that we really need to be. Serving God and for His purposes. Whatever we do, it has to be instilled into us deeply. When we are out about our daily activity or in our daily lives, we do things for others really without even thinking about it. And we don't worry about our time. Perhaps we go without something. Uh, so, somebody maybe really needs medicine or some food or whatever. I mean, if we fail to do these things, what is the end result? I mean, Jesus is going to tell us here in the next few verses. Again, in Matthew 25, we're going to pick up in verse 41. Then he will also say to those on his left, Depart from me, accursed ones. And to the eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and did not invite me in. Naked, you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they themselves were also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry? thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you then he will answer them truly I say to you to the extent that you did not do it to one of these you did not do it to me verse 46 these will go away into the eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life. Now, do you think Jesus is just giving us a, a story here or some kind of a fairy tale? Or do you really truly believe what he is saying here is the way it will be on the last day? These are some very chilling words here. I mean, they really ought to grab your attention if you really believe and, and say that you're a Christian. I know, personally, I never want to hear these words that depart, I never knew you. I I never want to have to give an account to God why I did not take care of those people who needed my help, and I was able to do it, after all uh, things I've been blessed with. After all, Christ gave and has done all things for us and I'm talking spiritually, but there's some physical things too. I mean, you say, well, I go to work every day, and I work hard to earn my money to pay the rent and buy food. Well, you do go to work, and I, and we all work hard. But it is God's blessing that you have the job. It is God's blessing that you have the knowledge and, and the, the, the mental and physical capabilities of having that job. Christ, again, after all, he did come to this earth to save you and me from hell. Your spiritual freedom is the most costly, most beautiful, and dearest possession we have as a Christian. Again, back to the song I was referring to, I I Gave My Life for Thee. I suffered much for thee, more than the tongue can tell, a bitter agony. Excuse me. To rescue you from hell. I bore, I bore it all for thee. What hast thou bore for me? And I have brought it to thee. Down from my home above. Salvation full and free. My pardon and my love I bring. I bring rich gifts to thee. What hast thou brought for me? Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. Here is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Philippi, starting in verse 5. Had this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross you see you see the very things that Jesus talks about here in our bible study today in Matthew he has already set the example of being a servant or, or a bond servant this word bond servant means a slave according to Webster's dictionary as a slave attitude is, is what we are to have according to the Apostle Paul here as he writes to the church in Philippi the question is have you and I acted as though we were slave to the right aspects of or are we acting more like a slave to work and play? I mean, what are we a slave to? What drives us? In Exodus chapter 21, here in the book of Exodus, uh, there's a rule that's been set out by God in reference to becoming a lifelong slave. And you stop and think about it. Because most people, especially in, in America really don't know what it's like to be a slave. I mean, they, they might claim they have, but not really. They might be a, a slave to sin or drugs or, or whatever, but they're not really owned by anybody. And we as Christ followers, we call Jesus Lord, and we call him Master. And if we really call Jesus our master or our Lord, our king, what does that really imply to us? I mean, anyone that I would call master plainly suggests that I'm under that person and that authority of that person. That person owns me. And in Exodus chapter 21, verses 5 through 6, it says here, But if the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out as a free man. Then his master shall bring him to God, then he shall bring him to the door or to the doorpost. And his master shall pierce his ear with an awl, and he shall serve him permanently. Now, most people probably really don't realize what that uh, ring means, that earring. But that's what it means in the Bible, that you were a slave to somebody. As Christians, have we allowed Christ to take us to the doorpost and run an awl through our ear? I mean, all those who claim to have been immersed into Christ, made a public announcement that we're going to serve him or follow him, obey him, we said a prayer. I mean, seriously, spiritually thinking and speaking here, all of us should have our ear pierced by Christ. And, and if it's this piercing, then the awe has to be always there. I mean, we can't take it out. Because if we take it out, that means we become a rebellious slave to God. Notice again, I mean, then verse 6, he the last part of that verse is, and he shall serve him permanently. You're not going to be able to get out of this once you have made that commitment to be that person's slave. And we think of slavery in a different way uh, then the Jewish people would say that it would be more like an employee-employer type relationship. But you're not allowed to go find another job. Basically, you permanently work for that person till the day either you die or uh, you're allowed to. Uh, you're too old to work or whatever. And so, what has God done for you lately? If we all stop and think about it, I would say we all could really tell others what God has done for you lately. We can tell what God and Jesus has done for us lately. I May mean, God was willing to send his one and only son. And if this is the only thing that you can think about and, and, and come off the top of your head, that really honestly should be enough. There should be more, but that really should be enough. We all know each other in our little groups and things that we we visit with, or Bible studies, or local church, or whatever. Do we really know them as well as we think we do? And what about our co-workers? I, I mean, I really can't think of, you know, do the people at work really know that you're a Christian? Your salvation should go without saying. Your your physical lifestyle speaks to them as well. I mean, are you talking like a Christian? Are you living like a Christian, or are you living like a you know a rebel? Uh, are you cursing all the time, doing things that Christians really wouldn't be doing, and. I think there's something else in ha- here in Matthew. I think Jesus is really stressing this very, very much. Our relationship with others is very important. I mean, it is important to have a good relationship, obviously, with, with Jesus. But he is also stressing very hard the relationship is, is vertical as well as horizontal. How we see others and treat others, God, he looks at that very much so. I mean, notice, if we're feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, giving to those who are in need, we are doing those things for Jesus, our Master, our Savior, our God. And as we go through the week, through our lives, let's keep one question in mind. If God were to ask you and me, what have you done for me lately? What kind of an answer, honest answer, could you really give? Would it be a stinging reply? It's my time. It's my job. It's my life. Or would it be an answer from a humble servant to his master? Again, I, I want to encourage you to, to really study the Bible. And I really want all the listeners we have, and we have more and more each and every week. We're so thankful for that. From all over the world. And I, I want to encourage you to, to read your Bible. I really want to encourage you to be in prayer and, and find a solid church Christian group. That teaches the entire word of God from Genesis 1 to the Amen at the end of Revelation. And and I know there's lots of groups out there. They focus on a handful of verses uh, or one or two books. But to know God completely, and this is a lifelong process. I'm continuing to, to learn and grow and and trying to grasp God in him more and more each day. It is a lifelong process that we should not want to give up on, that we should not set aside. We, we need to encourage one another. We need to be in our homes with our families, reading our Bibles and, and praying. And that's not always easy either when people work different shifts, they have different days off, the kids are sick, Uh, I mean, the list can go on and on. We, again, have to reorganize our lives and put Christ first. Once we have Christ first and we are doing those things for Christ, the blessings that will come back are, are endless. And... I'm not saying that you're going to win the lottery. I'm not going to say you're going to be a millionaire. I'm not preaching that at all. I'm just saying that you can find peace and harmony in your life, and God will take care of that. Life on earth is not easy. It is a struggle each and every day. It was for Jesus. It definitely was for the apostles. clearly was for the prophets. I mean, even King David had his moments with Saul chasing him around, trying to kill him. Look at poor Noah. He preached and preached the gospel and converted nobody really except his his three sons and their their wives. Life is not easy. It is not easy uh, to be a man or a woman of God. But it can be done. Read Hebrews chapter 11. It can be done. And so as we close... Please, if you find this podcast interesting, you, you like it, tell your friends, tell your family, tell them how you found us. Make sure, again, you hit that like button and follow us. Uh, check out our webpage. We, we would greatly appreciate that as this podcast continues to grow and touch people from all around the world. Again, I want to thank you for listening. May God bless you and may he have the glory.